0: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. And welcome Rory. This is another edition of the Coaching for Potential podcast and I'm glad you're back to uh, share some ideas about coaching.
1: Thanks for having me here, Paul. Uh, today we're going to talk about rebranding. This is actually a story out of my book, My Best Boss Ever. I interviewed about 200 people and asked them who their best boss was and why. And
0: Rebranding?
1: Like, rebranding. Hmm. So kind of an interesting concept, but it's a great coaching story. And it's a short story about Beth, who's the employee, and Shirley, who's the boss. And kind of their... And they're,
0: tra- they're, 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 not, they're, not, they're not cowboys. We're not talking about branding <laughs> that way, right? No, we're not, we're not okay. talking about branding
1: that way. Okay. Uh, Shirley saw Beth and saw potential in her. Uh, Beth is just an average performer. And Shirley said, you know, I can help this person take their career to a higher level. And she saw some potential in her. Oh, good. And so and just, we're just going to go kind of th- through the process here. And then what did Shirley do well? Uh, what could she have done a little bit better? And what was the outcome? You know, and, and you know, what happened to Beth's career? So a
0: real world example from your book on um, what to do in a coaching situation, how to develop someone's potential.
1: You're right. It's just a great story right here. And, and in the book, I just give the story. You and I are going to take it apart and okay. actually dissect it and say, okay, what did she do well? All right. So uh, I asked Beth this story, and she said, you know, I'd come to the company six years ago, and my old boss retired, and she said I undercame or I came under the care of a woman named Shirley. And she said Uh-oh. the first time that Shirley brought her to her office, she said, you've been here for six years, and I don't know who you are or what you've done. And she said, oh my. yeah. And her jaw dropped, and she's so like, new bo-
0: her new boss brings her in and challenged to her career,
1: right? Challenged her. Whereas her old boss had never ever challenged her, and all of a sudden now she's at a point where, wow, what am I going to do? Uh, so they talked for a moment, and she, uh, and, and so Beth asked Shirley, her boss, said, "What do you mean by that?" And Shirley smiled, and she says, "We need to rebrand you." To this day, mm-hmm. she loves to tell people that she plucked me out of the garbage bin and dusted me off and made me what I am today. And Beth mm-hmm. said she's she's pretty good with that, but had to had us you know where where does she go so what she did is she showed me otherwise in a caring but authoritative way she showed me that the perception of others in the organization ahead of me and she took it upon herself for the next two years to reposition me in the company to be the best possible employee I could be now this sounds like someone who um, wasn't aware
0: at all that they needed this type of development
1: Right. I mean that's the that's the criticism of a old boss. And a little bit later in the story, we'll go into a little bit more detail okay. on that. But her old boss never sat down and had that difficult conversation. You know, many bosses when they coach, they're just like, ah, they're doing fine. Yeah. She's an average performer. You know, my VP of sales is not on me about it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Whereas Shirley looked at her and said, You know, I see a dime in the rough here. I see real potential for beth and i think she can be a top performer and i'm going to push her to do that so that approach that the old
0: manager had it seems like the easy way out bingo but you're not going to reach the potential even for yourself as a manager right i mean you're being lazy really
1: right one of the key stories in here is another story in here is is leave a legacy and if you don't challenge people to be the best they can possibly be your legacy is going to be, I left people, I left an average organization. Mm, okay. And Beth's old boss did. He left an average organization. But Shirley was not going to settle for that. Shirley was going to say, you know what, I'm going to challenge you to be the best that you can be. Okay. Uh, but Beth always didn't, uh, she didn't take well to that. So hmm. there was some, there was hmm. some challenges. Hmm. So after mentally comparing my old boss, and this is what Beth said, to Shirley, I immediately recognized a huge difference between the two of them. My old boss would tell me everything was going fine. Shirley was going to reveal the painful truth. Ouch. Exactly. It's like, wow. You know, who wants to get tagged with the with the, with the the thorns? So then here's where the coaching part of it comes in. So she said, Beth said, after our first sales call, I could tell that Shirley was upset. We drove in silence for about a mile and a half before she asked me, have you ever been taught to sell? Who? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, I, and that's a great coaching question. <laughs> uh, you can tell that. The downside to Shirley here is she asked that question in anger. And, and that's the other key if you're going to be an effective coach is you've got to step back sometimes and not, not let your anger come through. Mm-hmm. You know, coach the person, not the problem. And what Shirley was doing here is she was coaching the problem and not the person. So she said, uh, and, and so Beth responded, you know, I've been doing this for years. And she goes, yes, but you've got to average numbers. And so Shirley said, okay, let's review what happened in there. And when was the moment they were ready to buy? And Beth said, "Well, I thought they're going to buy when they asked me about the delivery dates." And she said, you "No, know, she." It, Beth says, "You know, they asked me about delivery dates. I just thought that was a clarification question." And Beth said, "When, uh, when a client asks you, when can we deliver it, or could you have it by this date?' That's a buying question. They're ready to go. Bring the contract out. Close the deal. Whereas Beth just continued to, con, you know, to converse with the uh, the customer." And they didn't get to that point where they're going to close the sale until about 20 minutes later. And Shirley said, and rightfully so, you could have lost the sale at that point. You know, you could have lost that moment.
0: But it goes kind of goes back to what we've talked about in past episodes. Shirley started asking Beth what happened. Right. What were the questions you asked? What were the circumstances? And had that um, person think through some of these things as opposed to everything's fine or you did this wrong?
1: Right. Yeah, there, there's two ways that there's two coaching examples that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Well, really three. We've seen the everything's fine with her old boss, which was no coaching at all. I mean, it was just the easy way out. Uh, we've we've seen Shirley say, "Okay, what did you what did you see in there? What were you what were you going about?" And I would have loved to have had more of that. You know, if I if I knew now what I knew then, right? I would ask Beth, "Okay, how did she coach you? How did she take you through the process?" You know, she she. What were the questions that she it asked? It sounds like
0: she did. I mean, it sounds she like they really. asked some.
1: Yeah. She asked some, but I would like to really get the depth of it so that you get the awareness and responsibility of the employee of what's really going on. Right. That's what we want to really, really hear here. So, and so Beth goes on and she says, "Surely understood the selling process better than anyone I had ever worked with before. She went on to show me that the buying signals that I had missed. And that was exactly what, you know, Beth needed. She needed to, to see that. And so, you know, you've worked in large corporations. Mm -hmm. And salespeople go to sales training, and they just show up. Right. And my suspicion is that Beth had done the same thing. Went to the sales training, just showed up. I know how to do this. The speaker's up there going blah, 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 not really absorbing what's happening. Mm -hmm. And if she would have really absorbed what was happening, she would have probably been a different kind of salesperson. But also, the other side of the coin is, there's one thing to send people to sales training there's another thing to coach them to be mm-hmm. a sales professional.
0: It, it, it makes you wonder if her old boss ever went on a sales call with her.
1: I, 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 it know? sounds like he didn't. Yeah. So, how can you coach if you don't show? Right. That's right. You know, 90% of success is just showing up and he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just think that's a great example of that.
0: Well, I, and, and that goes back to the um, ski, in, ski instructor, the top tennis or tennis instructor that.
1: The ski instructors who Ta- taught tennis, tennis. right. Yeah, who had, people, tennis.
0: had people really think through their process.
1: Had people Please think of the process. Listen
0: to episode one, everybody.
1: Uh, absolutely. Go back to episode one and, and talk about ski instructor versus uh, tennis coach and see that distinction. And that's out of John Whitmore's book, coaching performance was outstanding. I think it's the gold standard of coaching books. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they talked a little bit more about the, the buying decision and, and the, and the signals. And she told me that my presentation was an overkill, um, when you get them, she said to me, when you've got them, close them. And I think that's an important thing for a salesperson. You're more efficient. Absolutely. You can spend your time better. And you also don't drive the, the uh, client crazy, but like, hey, I'm ready to go here. Let's just sign, you know, cause a client rarely is going to say to you, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's close the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, as the professional, lead them through the process in a comfortable, progressive kind of way to be a, a successful salesperson. Mm-hmm. And that's what Shirley was taking her to do, uh, to go through that, uh, to that process. But then she goes on after about a year of her honest feedback uh, that was not setting well with Beth. Oh, yeah. Beth said my frustration level to her and her candor was wearing thin and she said every week I was applying for a new job that was posted in the company. And then Beth or excuse me, Shirley caught wind of that.
0: Ooh. so after this year development, there were still some growing pains there.
1: Yeah, there was some real tension.
0: Wow. I wonder what happened with Beth and Shirley.
1: Well, it it gets a little interesting.
0: Well, you know what? I think this is probably a good time to take a break and take a pause. And we'll be back with more Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland.
2: Rory on It's Your Choice. So one day, about three weeks later, we had a crisis occur in the house. And the crisis is this. The bathtub filled up. We've got one kid clean, three to go, and it will not drain. Now, our daughter had taken a bath. Our boys weren't clean yet. we got to go to a wedding tomorrow. So I, I said, why not just have the boys take a bath in their sister's bath water?
0: <laughs>
2: My sons were not excited about that. I went to them, hey, boys, what do you think? They go, yeah. So then I go downstairs to unclog the drain. I can see the pipe coming down from the bathtub over here, going over here, and there's a big pipe over here. I know this one works. I don't know anything about plumbing as well as know about anything about making decks, right? I know nothing about any of those things. So it is a plastic pipe. I have no idea what possessed me, but I, oh, I just reach up and I start to unscrew the pipe. <laughs> My yell, wife yells from upstairs. She goes, it's draining. I mean, it's spraying out, I'm getting drenched, I'm wet, I'm soaked, I'm mad, I'm angry. I yell upstairs, hey, Teddy, give me some towels. What do you need towels for? I'm all wet. How'd you get wet? I unscrewed the pipe. That was stupid. <laughs> he's been listening to How to Build high level Seam for three weeks. I think, like, oh, yeah, get upstairs. He gets this big smile on his face. He's going to use some of the information he's learned. And they love this moment, don't they? They love this He moment. goes, dad? you can be wet and happy (laughs) you can be wet and sad it's your choice
0: for more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching please visit roryroland.com welcome back folks to Coaching for Potential Podcast. So, we were in the middle of hearing the story of Beth and Shirley, yep. and uh, Shirley was the boss that gave Beth some feedback, and now at this point, Beth was pretty frustrated.
1: She's frustrated, she's ready to go, she's she's challenged with this, and she doesn't know where to go. Uh, but Shirley, being the person that she is, is not going to let this go without some, a little bit of confrontation. Hmm. And so she brings uh, Beth into her office, and she says, uh, I've caught wind that you're wanting to leave. And she says, if you leave now, you'll take this anger with you, and you'll never get past it. Interesting. But she also said to her, you'll never reach your greatest potential. And she said, it stunned me. It's like a, a U-turn on the interstate at 70 miles an hour. And she says, I thought there. I sat there and thought about it for a moment. And she says, I really, really wanted to leave. But there's that little voice of reason deep inside that said, she can mentor you past this and help repair your career. And so that was really the choice that she said at that moment. You know, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to take the beating and see what happens.
0: And, and what what a uh, um, courageous thing that Shirley did. Right. She could have easily said, "Okay, go." Right. Or took it personally. Right. Or or kept her on and just forgot about her. Right. But instead, she did the hard work of a coach. And thought, you know, I can't let you leave. I care too much about your potential and your development. Bingo. And she had that even tougher conversation to make her stay.
1: Right. I mean, she truly was coaching for potential. Mm-hmm. And and that's the key to it. And that's she why I like this story. She did. She cared deeply. Yeah. And I think that's the important key, too, as managers. Pardon me. You've got to make that commitment, an emotional commitment to that employee to make that investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's just the important key of that process. So now let's let's find out what happened to Beth in, yeah. uh, in this process. So she says, now, six years later, under her care and leadership, she says, I've become one of the top sellers in the entire company. Before, I was the forgotten middle of the Joe averages. But in the last couple of years, I've been asked to serve on company-wide committees and development of new products, and I've been asked to give feedback on the long-term strategic plans of the entire company. She said, before Shirley, I was never at the top 10 of salespeople in the country, and we've got hundreds of salespeople nationwide. Her ability to rebrand me and coach me even though it was in frightening, even though it was frightening and enlightening, it was challenging. But it got me to a new height of my career that I had never anticipated. She didn't even realize
0: that she could do more. Right. She didn't even realize her potential.
1: Right. And that's the amazing thing that I learned in, in all of these stories from the great bosses is that there's one characteristic. Is number one, great bosses believe deeply. But they will also challenge people to go beyond their perceived limits. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, we've got to do that. We, you know, we we think, okay, if we're coaching someone and we're pushing them, we're doing it for our gain. You're not. You're doing it for the you're doing it for that employee. Right. You're trying to get them to be the best they can possibly be. And, you know,
0: Shirley's department probably performed better because Beth had more sales. So, I mean, those of you out there that want to do it for selfish purposes, Go ahead and care about people because it helps your development as well.
1: Yeah, it's the great paradox. The yeah. more that she cared about Beth, the more that her success was. Mm-hmm. And the other side of the coin is, too, as managers, we don't get paid for what we get what we do. Mm-hmm. We get paid for what our employees do. Right. What do they produce? Can we get them to produce that highest level of, of possible production they can get out of them to really get them engaged? And so she says, uh, you know, so going on, Beth goes on and says, My old boss never was close to even becoming my best boss. He never gave me the honest and sometimes painful feedback that I needed to hear. Shirley took a deep leap of faith. She risked my anger to help me grow. It is obvious today that she cares deeply about my success, and when I was first getting the feedback, all I saw was the criticism and not the care and concern.
0: So so she, she was concerned um, at first because she only saw the criticism. Right. So how if if you, you have to have that tough conversation right but if folks only hear the criticism does that really
1: motivate them right that's, that's incredibly demotivating and one of the other suggestions i had in the book and and i love this suggestion and it was from an, a, a, an employee of, of a credit union in colorado and she said her boss would bring her in and, and and do the annual review but he would also have her do the review on him but he also said to her one of the, her favorite lines since now has become one of my favorite lines is my goal is to be develop- <clears throat> Excuse me. My goal is to be a developmental and not critical. And if I cross that line, please let me know. Mm. And what a great thing to say to yeah. an employee. You know, my goal is to be developmental, not critical. And if what you're hearing is too much criticism, and if there's any criticism I could give of Shirley here is, is what really motivates people are the, the double A's. I mean, you ever play poker? I. I, I ha- I'm not very good at it. That's okay, but you've played. But if mm-hmm. but if you're playing Texas Hold'em and you've got pocket aces, you got two aces in your hand because you only get dealt two cards. Right. And you get pocket aces, you're feeling pretty good. Well, pocket aces are the two best cards the manager can have because that's the cards of appreciation and achievement. Employees want to have a sense of accomplishment, a sense of achievement, and they want to have a sense of appreciation. And if you can have appreciation and achievement and combine those two together— you're going to really help develop people. And that's what your focus should be as a manager.
0: So you have to make sure that you not only uh, give that criticism, but you show that they care?
1: Bingo. Right? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to care. Because that's how the coin is, too. If you're giving people feedback and, and all you're wanting to do is f- have them perform for you, they're going to sense that. Mm-hmm. They're going to know that. But Beth recognized that Shirley cared about her and her career. And and, sh- and certainly, Shirley gained from it. There's sure. no question that her status in the corporation was raised because one of the things that that's not in the story here, but that Beth told me, and I remember about it is, you know, Shirley was one of the highest respected managers in the entire company because she had taken so many people from what they called the garbage heap and (laughs) made them into top performers, you know? And so, and that's the, and that's the key to outstanding coaching is, is it's like the old, the old story about Bear Bryant, you know, Bear Bryant won national championships, took out, you know, Alabama and, roll tide and he was just such a great coach and there was one of the, the great sayings I loved from other coaches and they'd say he could take yours and beat hisins, and he could take his and beat yours wow and and I think that's the key to a, a great coach is they recognize those small things those those little bitty things that can make a huge impact on somebody's performance
0: it, I like the analogy of the trashy only because a lot of times you have a manager or coach who um doesn't reinforce the employee enough and makes them feel that way. But most of the time, it's the individual who puts themselves in there. I can't do it. Right. I'm not good enough. I'm not a right fit for this job. Right. That type of thing. But that real coach can really, um, I guess, identify the the trash and, and polish them off.
1: Right? Yeah. And you also see the transformation here for, for Beth. Before, sales for her was a job and it was okay. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now that she's a top performer, it's a career. It's a career, yeah. And that, so not only did she transform her sales numbers and mm-hmm. her sales perception, but she also transformed her perception of herself. That's exciting. And that's and, and that's that's the keys to transformational coaching. So, um, and so she went on to say, uh, so recently, uh, Beth, or excuse me, Shirley was gone for two months, and she asked Beth to fill in to be the manager of the department. And she says, uh, Shirley said, when I was preparing to leave, I could not think of anyone else but you to run my department in my absence. And Beth said that was one of the best compliments she'd ever received in her entire life. Impressive. Exactly. And then Beth goes on to say, she had not coached me and been brutally honest. I would not have stayed. I would have never become a top ten performer. It is true. She dusted off my career and polished me up. And for that reason, she's my best boss ever. And I think great coaches – can be great bosses and and coaching effectively can be transformational. I've seen it in organizations, I've seen it in careers, I've seen it in all kinds of companies. and, I've, and I've, But I've also seen organizations that have not had the courage to have those tough conversations mm-hmm. and they never dramatically change performance of the organization. So this, the longer I study coaching, the more that I coach with clients, the more that I see the transformations like Beth from Shirley, Uh, the more I'm committed to this cause of teaching people how to coach because it's such a powerful, powerful tool.
0: Excellent story. Thank you so much. Uh, Tell folks how they can get a hold of you.
1: They can get a hold of me at roryroland.com and and just get a hold of me. I'd love to speak or consult with the organization. All right. Thanks,
0: Rory, for another episode. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.